Welcome to the Docs and Crocs podcast, where we explore the latest happenings in news, culture, and everything in between. Our team of experts and enthusiasts, me being the expert, and I'm the enthusiast, bring you fresh takes on the hottest articles, trends, and pop culture phenomena. From breaking news to the latest viral sensation, we've got you covered. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive into the world of Docs Docs and and Crocs. Crocs. Lift off, ladies and gentlemen. Camera one, camera two, and audio. Quiet on the set. Yeah, everybody be quiet. Yes. Stop, stop talking back there about yeah. your Quit taxes. Talking. No one cares. Nobody cares about your dang taxes. <laughs> File a tax extension and don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to hear from you. All right, I gotta practice my my exercises, yes. you know, I gotta suck it in. Engage the core, Engage nipples. Engage the core, nipples to the doorknob. Nipples to the doorknob. As we learned last week. As we learned. How you doing? She. I've seen you a lot less this week, I feel like. Uh, yeah, this weekend was, I was at a wedding. A friend's wedding from high school. It was a great time. And then yesterday was Easter Sunday. And we didn't record yesterday, I was really sad. I know. So we're recording on the day that it's coming out. It's actually Monday, it ladies and gentlemen. M- it is literally Monday today. Or as you would call it, Monday mornings. <laughs> is that a vine? <laughs> no, remember? No, that's literally... <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's already oh, forgotten. No. He's already forgotten our own memes. Oh, no. <laughs> Yikes. When I was like, hey, put on your sexy voice, and you were like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I think that was episode one. Literally episode one. That was the first one, so... Yeah, where we... So we talked about Jenna. Yeah. I, I, my brother was laughing about how you said you had a man crush on him. Oh, 100%. Yeah, my newest... In, newest in a long line. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's actually a very short list, but yeah, newest man crush is uh, was the attorney, Mr. Fogg, that we had on uh, on the cast last week. He if, was a blast. If you missed yesterday's episode, go listen to it. Last week's episode. We couldn't fit everything we wanted to fit in that episode. No, it's the only episode that we had to like cut short because we were just like having such a good freaking time. And we had to just stop recording because we we're like, it's just gonna cut off. It stopped recording for us. Yeah, yeah. It literally cut off, and we were like, oh crap. Yeah, we were like trying to do an outro. I was like, okay, we gotta end it here, guys. And then it was like done. So I had to like fade out the end. Yeah, uh, but he was a great time. Uh, I there's certain people already like as we have guests. There's certain people that I think are gonna be one time guests, and then there's certain people that we put on the 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 do again. Yes. List, and I think your brother goes on the do again list. I appreciate that. I, my Daniel is the wavelength. So I'm the youngest of five boys. The oldest two brothers I have are my half brothers, and we have we're on different wavelengths. And so my oldest two brothers, Cameron and Dustin, are on the sports man dad wavelength. Yeah. And then you go down the wavelength, and then you have me, which is social. Yeah, that's about all I have in my personality. (laughs) (laughs) It's all I got. I talk to people sometimes. 
And then you start getting into the more precise, and then you have Daniel's wavelength. And then at the very precise, you have Ben's wavelength. Yes. So Daniel is the buffer between Ben and I. He's he's a pretty good mix. Oh yes, he's a good um he, good flavor profile out of that guy. Great flavor profile. Yeah, like him on a bed of rice, just you don't Ro- have to add much else. Robust, <laughs> garlicky, ginger, <laughs> balanced, acidic. So we're doing something that we don't usually do. We are live right now on Facebook. Facebook. So live. hello, Facebook. If you're out there and you're watching this live, we love you. I'm not watching the comments because I would be super distracted by that. So if you're here, I love you. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Um, this is the behind the scenes. You are you are in the studio live as we get this recorded. Mm. So we're recording for uh, TikTok and YouTube. We're alive on Facebook, and we're just banging on all cylinders. We're really expanding our horizons. I gave you some. Uh, I gave you some like Japanese lo-fi wow. radio background. I'm and I gave myself some synth wave. Very nice. Yeah, I'm in. A, I'm in an anime phase right now of just Huge no life. Anime phase. No lifing anime for the past couple weeks. Yeah, you've been on it pretty hard. Yeah, like almost I, a month yeah. throughout the years of our friendship. I knew that it was in the background. I know you're yes. like, oh yeah, I I like a couple of, them. but now it's like with a vengeance. You're like, I'm I'm gonna let everybody know that this is. This is where it's at. I I was watching season two of Attack on Titan mm-hmm. on Hulu, and I have Hulu with ads, mm. which is when you're watching anime, anime with ads just kills any sort of... It's like the biggest blue balls of any... Oh. <laughs> of anything ever. So I go on to Crunchyroll, and Crunchyroll offers a two-week free trial. Oh, I see. That's how it started. And I immediately signed up. I got on that train. I finished Attack on Titan Season 2. And like somewhere in the Season 2 finale, I was like, I understand how people become weebs. Like, in wow. that moment, it clicked. Wow. It was just, there was this moment, and it was so tense. And the whole season was building up to this final fight. No spoilers, but if you haven't seen it, it's like years. Anyways, it's building up to this huge fight, and all the characters are going back and forth, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Who knows? <laughs> no, I, hey, I, um, no hate. No, absolutely. No hate on it's your, It's not for uh, everyone. On your, on your weebliness. It's it's definitely not for everyone, but once you find that little, it's like we talked about we talked about a little bit before the podcast last week of like the gateway drug into anime. If there were more stories that were told, like I love Miyazaki stuff, right? I love uh, My Neighbor Totoro. I love Kiki's Delivery Service. I love Castle in the Sky. I love Howl's Moving Castle. All of those are so good, but like. The the category of anime, like as like series wise, yes, I just can't grip it. Like I, it doesn't grab onto me and take me for a ride, right? And I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is. But if there was more stuff like what Miyazaki does, I'd probably be on that train hardcore, right? And I think why so many people enjoy anime is there's so many main characters that you can relate to, hmm. and they're put in different situations. 
but that their thought process is similar to what you would think. Yeah. And so you, you experience character growth in anime by watching it all the way through, and you see a different main character than you did at the beginning. Okay. Situations where the main character would shy away from or be a coward at the end, now they're stepping up to the task. Now they're stepping up and taking responsibility and correcting mistakes and getting what needs to be done done. Would you say that that's the? Would you say that's kind of the the biggest like grip of anime? Like, is character development the biggest thing? Because like for me, like visually, yeah, visually it's not very gripping for me. Right. Like when when there's scenes where it's like a still frame with sound, but there's just like lines to show movement. Yes. I immediately get bored. No, absolutely. But would you say that character development like is the thing? I think you you get into anime for the cool fight scenes. Okay. And you stay for the character development. Okay. You know what I didn't mind actually was Star Wars Visions on uh, Disney Plus, which was one. all of these different animation studios mm-hmm. who wrote Star Wars stories in different like anime forms. Wow. So all different types of like from like the cute like pudgy looking characters to like. Everything looks like it's drawn in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And I watched a bunch of those episodes and like really liked them. So maybe I just I just haven't had a story that's like really really captured the <gasps> has really gotten me, you know. Like I just haven't I just it haven't had the moment. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really And and Miyazaki is one of those those people that is a good gateway gateway drug into anime. If if Miyazaki's stuff was like on Netflix or on Amazon Prime or whatever, I'd probably watch it all the time. Yeah, HBO Max. HBO Max. That's See, we had the is. trial of HBO Max so that we could watch The Last of Us. Mm. But then I canceled the trial because season one ended. So, dang it! I ain't paying an extra twenty dollars a month for mm. a whole other service. No sir. Golly. No sir. Yeah, if you don't know, I have a sleeve of Miyazaki tattoos because of. How much I, I just enjoy the way, there, there's an art form to telling a good story. Yeah, your shirt matches your tattoos. Like even, look, the colors by your wrist oh my are the same gosh. colors on your shirt. That's You're pretty on brand right now. I'm representing <laughs> out here. <laughs> yeah, and, and telling a story, there is, there is really in-depth character building and world building, which you see in like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, where they go through great efforts and lengths to explain the world that you're in. Yeah. But Miyazaki takes an opposite approach, where he just throws you into a new world. And you're like, what is that? Why is that there? I do like that. I love the fact that, yeah, like Miyazaki's stuff immediately transports you somewhere that has never existed. And I prefer that in every type of storytelling. Like even when it comes to Star Wars, like the like old new Star Wars has started to try to like put agendas in the Star Wars movies that are like current agendas. Yeah. Like politically, sexually, like current agendas. And I can't stand that. Right. Because and if you read I actually have it on the table right there. I have the fortieth anniversary whatever time magazine the star wars edition Mm -hmm. and in there there's an interview with george lucas where he's talking about like the whole purpose of star wars was to transport you 
far away. Yeah. Like in a galaxy far, far away, that's the whole point, is to take you away from reality. And so I hate it when you have... I love stories that take you away from reality, but I hate when people try to then make them relative. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not the It's point. not supposed to relate to real life. It's supposed to be a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away that has nothing to do with anything I experience. It transports me to another world and another time entirely, and it just takes me away. Like, that's what I want. Don't make it, don't make it relevant. Don't make it current. Make it, make it its own universe. That's what I want. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Miyazaki's stuff. Yeah, it starts, and, like, you already don't know. Like, as soon as Miyazaki's stuff starts, you don't know what's happening. You're no, like, what? Absolutely. Why? Like, what is that? Where did everybody go? What Why is, is this weird hooded figure with near where the noodle bar is? What's happening? What is that? What is that? Yeah. What is that? What is happening? Yeah. And and even the endings, like, it doesn't answer all of those questions. No. Oh, no. You're just expected to accept it. You're just like, yeah, that's, yeah. there's your story. The main characters had a story, and all the surrounding stuff doesn't matter. Just, just do with it what you will. And you're like, all right. I guess. Yeah. It leaves so much on the table for you to fill in the pieces by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> a minute ago, I was thinking, like, just as you were talking about, like, some of the animes you're watching, I, <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about, uh, because I keep seeing memes. People are making these memes with Theo Vaughn in them. You yes. know Theo Vaughn? And so they're like inserting Theo Vaughn into things. And so sometimes when you're talking about anime, I wish Theo Vaughn was here to just comment on it. Like, <laughs> like the camera would just switch to his face like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, I think that means you're autistic, dude. <laughs> That's like what he says about everything. And I just... Freaking love it. So I sometimes His sometimes reaction. I just need Theo Vaughn to be inserted into our conversation so that he can react. Because I don't have a lot to say about anime, but we just need that soundboard. With, yeah. With oh Theo yeah, Vaughn we need quotes. a Theo Vaughn sound. We need a yeah, just a soundboard in general that I can insert. The insertion of the uh the laugh track was pretty great last week. I had fun with that. That was a good time. You inserted it and and we were like, wow. I know. It was like we were really reacting. Like we could hear it in real time. Dang, yes. what an illusion. What an illusion media has. Speaking of the illusion of media. Here we go. Um, current events. Current events. Yeah, let's talk about current events real quick. So the TikTok ban. I'm sure you've heard about the TikTok yes, ban. Yes, I've seen it around. So the TikTok ban, I mean, we realize now if you've, if you've done any research at all, the TikTok ban it has nothing to do with a TikTok ban. That's not what it is. Mm -hmm. There's no TikTok ban that's trying to be passed right now, but there's a bill that's trying to be passed that could ban TikTok. I see. Because the bill, what it would do is it would allow the government to deem other governments as adversaries right and then any like techno technological like apps or websites or whatever that they ran would then immediately be like you can't use that you can't use this thing of our adversary that's trying to siphon information or whatever so the the bill doesn't say anything about tiktok but it says that any any entity could be deemed at any time as an adversary and then in turn then the technologies used by that adversary would be would be removed or whatever. Right. And I think we live in a time where it's a delicate balance between access to certain mediums and information and all of that, but also protecting protecting against all threats, foreign and domestic. Mm -hmm. And it's it's this tiptoe line that, I mean, we've seen, especially in the, in the past decade, 
of how do we balance this the internet versus keeping keeping all of our secrets secret and what we need and and all the data breaches you hear about on the news of people losing credit card information and and I'm just sick of having to come up with new passwords. Oh, 100%, dude. 100%, dude. All my passwords are the same, dude. But poop 38. Same password, dude. No, I no 100%. I I mean I've I do use variations, I should say variations yes. of the same password for everything. Yes. And it's always yeah, don't use the same password, but it's like if I don't, I can't I mean, remember I it. Have, well, I won't say that. Somewhere I have something that has physically all of my usernames and passwords on it so that in case I ever Yeah. You know what I mean? But Of course. So if though, if this bill, which I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of other things in the bill that are actually super spooky that like the government could if the bill is passed like just I mean some because someone like the Department of Defense like blah 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 somebody would just deem at any time this thing is a threat and this is what we have to do to like combat that threat and it could go as far as like we could access anything on your network to see you know what you're doing like okay even the um, you know how some people would like change their uh, their IP address or like use VPNs yeah, to try yeah, yeah, yeah. to access different shows on Netflix and stuff like that like that right. could be deemed like a threat. Like well, stuff like that you could get in like big booty trouble for. But here's my thought. If TikTok does end up banned, right. what's the new app gonna be? You know? Well because we can't we can't get away from short form content now. No. Say TikTok is banned. We have to make a new app. What's it gonna be? Blip blop. <laughs> blippity blippity bobbity. I say we bring back Vine. I say we bring back Vine. I Vine too. I 100% agree. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag with the whole 10-second dopamine go burr videos. Yeah. And so once you Sheesh. once you take that cat out of the bag, it's not going back in the bag anytime soon. No, so we would need And also, I mean, it, all, I mean there there is the thing that's like okay, all of our attention spans have been altered and we're all looking for that but then at the same time the the usefulness of tiktok and other short form uh video platforms for businesses right for advertising things like that so we would need a replacement uh so i say we we uh we get ahead of it mm -hmm. i say we get ahead of it and we start an app yep owned by russia Called, uh, where are you going with rip, this? Rip Rop. Rip Rop. It's Rip Rop. And, uh, it siphons all of your personal information, but it allows you to post anywhere between three second and 12 minute videos. Done. Problem solved. I just got ahead of that. Go ahead. Ban TikTok. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, we got Rip Rob now. We got Rip Rob. It's we owned by <laughs> it's owned by the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> no red flags there. No, I just what would be the next thing, you know? Or like here it, with the rise and fall of different short form apps because Vine was just ahead of its time. I yes. think that's why it didn't last. It was ahead of its time. Around that time people were still watching long form YouTube videos. Yep. So what's the next thing? 
Because Vine, you know, fell off and then other things did rise. Like over time, like, I mean, I remember when MySpace was the biggest thing in the world. And now like, and, and then Facebook was the biggest thing in the world. And now Facebook to me feels old. Old. It feels old. Like I, sorry, if you're watching live on Facebook right now, I mean, you have to have a Facebook. I'm not saying you don't. Everybody has Facebook. Are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. You are on Facebook. Yeah. You're not on Instagram, are you? No, I'm, you're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I don't think we're friends on Facebook, though. I feel like I've never seen... You don't use Facebook. I know. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So, but like, there was Facebook. But now, like, Instagram is, like, the big platform. TikTok is the big platform. So even if TikTok were to be banned, what would be the next platform? Would it be shorter form? Would it get shorter? Would it get longer? Does does the next thing have to be virtual? I mean, I've seen the rise of possible augmented reality apps that didn't take off because they were ahead of their time. I signed up for an augmented reality app that mixed augmented reality and cryptocurrencies onto a social media platform. That's wild. Yeah. I think the next thing is all of our phones just give out and become transformers. And then oh. we just have a new Transformers movie in real life. Okay. And then we go back to the Stone Age. Oh, I see. Yeah. So the next social media might just be like, throw your rock at my rock. Clink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just connected. <laughs> we're we're going to immediately go back. No, I mean, I think we're close to, I think we're close to something big happening. I no, think, absolutely. Yeah. Like the US dollar is crumbling tanking just absolute garbage at this point you could wipe your butt with hundreds at this point yes but Um, better than the canadian dollar i know there's other countries that are like i heard what was it they're going to oh shoot 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 rupees who uses rupees india india so i think the like the value of the rupee was like going back up because they were like yeah forget the u.s dollar like rupees are the way so, I mean, like, even other people are like, the U.S. dollar, what is that? No, no U.S. dollar. Never met her. Technological advancements are, like, skyrocketing. The use of AI is skyrocketing to such a degree that it's spook-a-luke. Very I was listening spooky. to Joe Rogan talk to uh, Mark Zuckerberg about AI. And, uh, first of all, just listening to Mark Zuckerberg talk about anything makes you sus. I don't know what it... Mark, I'm sorry. I don't even have anything against Mark Zuckerberg, but he immediately just sounds sus about everything. Because he sounds like he's trying to, like, kind of dance around everything you ask him. Like, Joe Rogan's like, hey, man, so, like, is AI... Like, what's it going to do, man? Is it going to, you know, take over the world? And Mark's like, <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, I, I believe as a creator... And, and you're just like, ah... Uh, ah, what is that preamble? From, from the perspective of a developer, what I believe is possibly next for us. And you're just like, ah, tell the truth. What do you think? But um, he probably knows something. Of course he knows something. Oh, absolutely. Wasn't Facebook, didn't they create... Didn't Weren't they the ones that had to shut down those two AIs that started talking to each other and developing their own language so that bystanders couldn't understand them anymore? Wasn't that a Facebook thing? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure they did. They created these two AIs, and then they started talking to each other, and then they developed their own form of communication so that everybody else couldn't understand what they were saying anymore. Like, they immediately were like, yeah, we don't want anybody to know what we're saying. And then they were like, shut it down. Like, I think the the plots of movies are happening out there all the time. And we have no idea. Yeah. Like, all the time. So, yeah. U.S. dollar tanking, AI on the rise. So what we're telling you... TikTok might be banned. ...is sell all of your assets 
and transfer your fortunes into rupees. Yeah. We are not financial advisors in any way. But. But. You should listen to this. <laughs> Somebody's going to cite this and be like, this is the reason I'm broke. Um, but yeah, I so uh, if if this bill is passed, if TikTok, so TikTok either has to be sold, uh-huh. like it has to be owned by an American company, or it has to be, which has happened before. Actually, I don't, I don't know what app it's happened with, but there have been other applications that had like that were owned by, by also I think China, and like they they gave in to just like yeah, just let somebody buy it and then right, and so that it didn't have to go away. And so many people working in government agencies that get issued like government phones they specifically yeah. say you're not allowed to download tiktok on this device yeah you're not allowed to have it on it like any so on that note just going back to zuckerberg for a second i i have uh, no no hate on zuckerberg what um actually this is not a zuckerberg thing this is more of a this is more of an apple thing Zuckerberg, I think, might be using our information to fuel a higher intelligence that he's going to invite to take over the planet eventually. But most likely, um, <laughs> Apple, Apple is actually really about privacy, like in a real way, like huge. And I didn't really realize that, like all the things that they've built in now, like even like Ask App not to track, like all those different things. Like you can really. I used to think that, like, yeah, if you own a cell phone, like, you're just being tracked like crazy by everything everywhere. But it really is the apps. Right. It's the applications you're using. It's not, it's not your phone. Yes. Because, because Apple really is. And I've, I've just done a little bit of research. Like, I've, I haven't, like, sat down in, you know, hours and hours. But I've just looked into it a little bit more. And they really are about, like, no, we want you to have your privacy. We want you to have the choice to be tracked or not tracked in all of these different ways. Like you can shut off whatever you want to shut off and you can be as like private as you want to be. But it is all these apps and all of these terms and conditions. Yes. That's the, the amount of contracts. Oh my gosh. That I have virtually signed from the time I was what, 15 to now? Right. I just feel like at any moment we could all just go to prison. Ex- because of that, just some random line. Like, did in you a read contract. the terms and conditions? No, I didn't read. No, the, of course I didn't. Why would I? I'm read trying to that? download Steam. Yeah, I'm trying to play Valheim, and it's like 60 pages of. I'm not reading it. Nobody or the worst. Oh my gosh, this is the worst. When you like boot up a game to play for the first time, mm. and they make you scroll through the terms and conditions. Oh yeah, you have to at least scroll. They have to see that you like. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like I just want to play Resident Evil Four, and then so that's the thing. That's how they're gonna get you because they're like, no, you have to prove that you like actually went through it. So you read this condition that says that if you ever trip on the sidewalk on a Thursday in the mid autumn with at thirty five years old with ice cream in your pocket with an ice cream cone in your pocket, then you owe us fifty million dollars. Or you go to prison for the rest of eternity. And you did. So you signed that. You clicked OK. You pressed X on the controller. I don't know what to tell you. There there really is no excuse. There's no way out. No. There's no defense. Anything could be in those things. There's a guy on TikTok that like that's his whole thing, is reading the terms and conditions for you. And there's some crazy... Like, you should look into that. Like, there's some some... There's little things that he's like, you have no idea. Like, there are terms and conditions out there that, like, could really bite you in the bum mm. if you do something stupid. 
Like if you stream something the wrong way or if you share something the wrong way, like they could really, they could really nip you if you didn't read those terms and conditions. And that's like his whole thing. He's like, you didn't read the terms and conditions. I did. Here's what you need to know. And it's like, bing, 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 bing. That's a genius idea for a channel. Right? I think Amazon's terms and conditions, like when you sign up for an Amazon account, I'm pretty sure there's something in there about the zombie apocalypse. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. You heard it here first. Yeah, there's something in the Amazon terms and conditions about the zombie apocalypse. That says, in the case of zombie apocalypse, our services will be reserved for military and emergency personnel. Something. Yeah. It's something. It's Obviously. something like, in the in the case of the undead rise, yeah, th- there's like a whole thing. So, read the terms and conditions, folks. You never know when you're going to be drafted into the army to fight against the zombie hordes that are climbing out of the ground. Did you see a couple of years ago how there was a meeting in the Canadian government and they were getting really hyped about, we will not be a, like a place that of zombie refuge or something like that? Or uh, it, was, it was silly. No. Th- this was like a legit meeting like the canadian parliament i don't know what's canadian? is it parliament i don't i don't know it's canada i don't like trudeau so yeah oh you know <laughs> so they were like having a meeting of like a zombie apocalypse response plan and they were getting really excited about how they were going to fight it off was i don't know if this is the same i did see clips i saw everything's clips right i saw clips of like very official looking people in suits standing in front of a room talking about like, but everything was redacted. Yes. So they were like, you know, in the case of the undead, redacted, you know, outbreak of redacted. And they were just like reading, and you're like, wait, what? What do you mean? So in the case of a zombie outbreak, a zombie viral outbreak, do you think it would be to the extent that pop culture, media, shows, movies, portrayed as? Um, that's a really good question. I think that we've explored it so many ways that I feel like somewhere we hit the nail on the head. I feel like somewhere we got it, right? Like, I think that... Okay, here's the thing. The Last of Us, actually. Right, has the fungus... Right. And I think that's the most possible situation actually right now. Because those cordyceps that they talk about in the in the uh in the last of us, they talk about the cordyceps. And they talk about the cordyceps taking over our, our brain stem or whatever. Right. And those cordyceps actually exist. Yes. They like, affect ants and Right, there's like insects that these cordyceps could like get into their brain and then they pretty much just use it like as a host or whatever. I think that's the one that's like most common or the not, not, most possible. Okay. I think that like the idea that some sort of like fungus would mutate to the point where yeah, it could just use our bodies as like a host. I think that's the one that could really happen. Whether or not we'd be like, you know, mushroom heads or whatever, I don't know. But I think it would just be putrefaction of the body. You know, you just walk around until you fell apart. Like that's what I think. I don't think I don't think the zombies zombies, I don't think you would last as long. You know? I but that's what I think would happen. I think somebody would like take a trip out into the middle of nowhere, 
Cambodia jungle, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. And some guy would eat some mushroom. Yeah. And then it would like latch onto his brain stem, kill him, take over his body, and then like walk him through the woods and find another person and like yeah, I think it would transfer like that. But I think they would drop much quicker because of because of our physiology. I think that like ants and like insects and stuff are not very complicated. And so I think that's why the they're just easy. But I think we have such a complicated system right. that if something were to actually take over our brains and use us as like a host, we would fall apart much quicker. I don't think you would ever have strong zombies. I don't think it would be like uh, I am legend where you're just like standing in huddles in the dark. Oh, that's and then that scene was terrifying. That was freaking spooky as heck. <laughs> I remember watching that movie for the first time and like I think my parents or my brother or somebody like cautioned me against it. Like, you don't want to watch this movie. And I saw that scene. I was like, yep, I don't want to watch it anymore. The quick breathing the <laughs> as they're just in a huddle. Yeah, that was spook Luke. But I, I don't think we would have that. I mean, I, there's definitely like the people out there who believe that like when the whole COVID thing was going on and all the vaccines and blah, blah, blah. That's like, oh, man, this is it. It's going to transform people into... But I think people have said that about like every vaccine, every yeah. every virus, every whatever. But I do think I think that like yeah, eventually. Do you think it would have the impact that we see in like The Walking Dead or The Last of Us? That's a I don't know. I think uh, like the the widespread like immediate like where we can't get ahead of it and like everything just collapses into a right. I think probably big cities. We would see it just because it's so densely populated. Yeah. We would see an impact similar to how pop culture portrays it. But I think as you get to like the suburbs or the country or anywhere in the United States Midwest, because they own so many guns. Guns and land. Guns and land. Yeah. So maybe maybe a zombie apocalypse, yeah, wouldn't be bad. For the sake of just like, yeah, wipe out like big cities, but then it would stop at like, you know, rural. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Is the whole Stone Ages thing, but we wouldn't be quite at Stone Ages. It would just be like social media. Instead of being like, throw your rock at my rock, it'd be like, let's compare lassos. It'd just take us back to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, you know? You tell me how to construct a windmill and I'll give you some food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind, like, galloping on a horse through, like, a city that's been, like, you know, zombified. That'd be kind of cool. That would be pretty sick. I've, I, so before I became a dad, I definitely wanted there to be a zombie apocalypse. Or just an apocalypse of some kind. I was like, that'd be kind of sick. Like, I wouldn't mind, like... Going to war? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. I, yeah, I don't really like the idea of like, oh, we're going to war. But I like the idea of like, hunker down, son. This is my land. That's your land. I'll call you on the radio if we need some water. Who, which one of us is going to go out into the big city and try to find amoxicillin? Grandma's got a gash on her leg and we got to treat it before she turns into a cordyceps zombie. That, that sounds kind of cool. That that does sound pretty good. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Is that in your script that you're developing? No, 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 no. Definitely not. Thanks for bringing that up. No, it's not in there, though. I'm writing a script 
the the short film script that I wrote is like, yeah, it was very inspired by The Last of Us, and it's just kind of a passion thing. I was like, oh, I want to do this. But I'm writing another script that has to do with superhuman abilities and the government. That's all I can say about that. We were. You still haven't watched The Last of Us, have you? I have not. I really wish you would. I really want to talk about it more. I I don't have HBO Max. and Oh, oh okay. I thought you did. I used to. Did you, you use the trial already? Just I, sign up with a new email. Yeah, I'll have to get the trial and then just no life, Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just get a, yeah, start a new email. Uh, big, big booty energy 58 at Certi- yahoo.com. Certified dump truck driver. <laughs> Certified dumpy 29. <laughs> Certified dumpy 69 at yahoo.com. <laughs> sign up for HBO Max. Watch The Last of Us. I know what happens. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause did you play the game? Right. Oh, I okay. I didn't finish the game, but like I, I watched playthroughs of the game. Yeah, and that is the show. Like right. they, they were pretty accurate. They stayed pretty close to it. The Last of Us, the game is actually pretty hard. It's yes. harder than I expected. Like after we watched it, I was like, oh, now I have to like go back and really play the game. But it was tough. What difficulty did you choose? I don't know. The one above. Normal? Yeah, one above normal or just normal? Either normal or the one above. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I would always go for normal. I'd just give me a balanced experience, yeah. normal, plain. Right. I just want to play it the way it was made. Yep. But now I'm a big boy. Yes. Now I always go for the level just above. So I don't consider myself a veteran. We. But I think the topic of difficulty in video games is a wonderful topic. Oh. <laughs> Do we want to dive into it? <laughs> No, give me your thoughts. Like, what's the... So, I've never thought of that. Like, it's like, a, oh, this is the topic, but what is it? Tell let's me. go back to Pac-Man. Okay. Where difficulty was congruent with your skill. Okay. Yeah. So, how far you got in Pac-Man and your high score was directly correlated with how good you were at the game. Right. And then you get into the early generations of like The Legend of Zelda, you get into Metroid, you get into Mega Man. Where the difficulty didn't change, you just got better as a player. Okay. And you were able to learn things, you were able to learn patterns, pick up on like really develop your pattern recognition as a person find new and creative ways to beat new scenarios and just try different things. Yeah. And so you have that generation probably up until, I don't know when was, I don't know when the first time Halo was probably one of the first games to have those different difficulties. Huh? That would be interesting to look into. I don't know. I don't know that for sure, but that's what I'm that's the first thing that pops in my brain. Yeah. To where your experience of the game is directly related to what difficulty that you chose. Right. That is an interesting thought. Like the difference between I just need to get better in order to like play this game or I can actually change how the game interacts with me based on what I think my skill level is coming into it. Right. And I think in a lot of ways it helps lower the 
necessary skill, like mm. the skill curve or what the skill ceiling, the skill floor. It lowers the skill floor, so it's m- video games are now more accessible to more people. Sure. But also, I, I, I think we've lost, uh, in a lot of ways, the value of difficulty in a video game. Uh, just you saying that has made me think, like, yeah, what if I had just started every game I ever played on the hardest difficulty and just told myself, that's this is the game. Like, this is what it is. It's not like, oh, you can change it. It's like, no, you need to just get better. You need to strategize. You need to figure out. But I never thought about that. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to make it. My, in my young mind would used to, to tell me, like, I don't want to make it harder than it was made to be. Right. So that's why I would always play on normal. I don't want it to be easier than it was supposed to be. I don't want it to be harder than it was supposed to be. I want it to be exactly what it... Because in my mind, like, if you if you turned up the difficulty, you're pretty much just adding more hit points to your enemies. Yes. Like, you're just making them harder to kill. When When difficulty in a video game is done really poorly all it means is the opponents take more hits and you die faster yeah that's like for me that's the worst thing about so like god of war one through three i've played them briefly i played it on the harder difficulty just to see how it was and it was so bleh just because you don't have a parry mechanic like you do, and we're ner- I'm nerding out right now about these things. Oh yeah, but when as soon as you said parry mechanic, this a little part of my brain went. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a parry mechanic, which directly I think, I think parrying in video games is the most genius thing you could ever do. Oh yeah, because the speed of combat is directly related to how good you are. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not very good at parrying in Valheim, but I've gotten really good in God of War. And I have that little perk activated where, like, if you parry perfectly, you actually slow down all of your enemies for a yes. second. It's almost like your brain is, like, you get, like, an extra bit of attention to detail or whatever. Yeah. I love I love parrying. And re- the new Resident Evil 4, which I've been no-lifing as well as mm. watching anime, has a parry mechanic. If you haven't played, if you're a fan of Resident Evil games, or even if you're not, you have no idea what Resident Evil is. Resident Evil 4 remake that is out. I wish that was a sponsor. That is out right now is an amazing experience. It's about like 12 hours long. Dang. Hey, uh, Facebook peeps, if you're uh, an independent business owner or an entrepreneur and you want us to talk about your products on our podcast, send them in. Reach out. Yeah, send them in so we can just try them live. They just send us all beauty products. And we're just over here just... Wow. <laughs> Today, I have this person's facial cleanser. You know, in the morning, my face doesn't always look the best. But with this facial cleanser, yeah. you too can have soft skin. With Verasuena, <laughs> every day, my face feels like butter. <laughs> I'd be like, please don't. Please, please. We're not paying you for that ad. For Just every get that Vera, out. you get a swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us your products. Uh, talk to us about, you know, boosting your... Whatever. Anyway, Who knows? I would love to get some other... I want to have, like, real... I want to have a lot of fun with ads. I want to get, no, like... No, absolutely. You know what I mean? I. My least favorite thing about hearing ads is the monotone, like... Yeah. Like, they're obviously reading a script. Obviously. 
And it says, like, even ours, when it said, like, hey, here's the script, but, like, say it your way. You don't have to, you don't have to read. The, it even has, like, a whole optional section. Like, it, it's optional to mention these things. And I mentioned, like, one of them mm-hmm. in the, like, hey, Spotify for podcasters. If you think about starting a podcast, try this out. You know, I mentioned, like, one of the optional things. And they're like, yeah, cool. Um, but anyway, back to the game mechanics. Yes. Um, I definitely, yeah, you've challenged my thinking even. Because I'm like, maybe I would be better at video games in general if I had played more of them on harder difficulties and told myself I just need to get better in order to play it. My problem, though, and you don't have this problem because you have you have the brain for this specifically. And my brain just works differently. I don't know what it is. But I will do the same thing. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I did it, but I didn't, I, I just didn't do it right. So I'm going to do it again. And I I'm going to do the same thing again. And I'm going to do the same thing again. I see. And expect it to go differently. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're like, no, like every time I die, now I analyze the way that my attacker attacked me. Now I know their patterns. They attack like this. They swing three times and then they roll. And then, and I just don't. Like I'll, I'll, I'll die 50 more times to that same enemy because I just am not. I'm like, no, if I just do the same thing again but better. Like I just got to the point in God of War where you're fighting the Valkyrie. Oh my god! And I had to just leave. I literally had to leave because I wasted an hour. It took me several hours to beat that. Oh, dear God. See, I can't even commit. I'm like, I got to get out. There's other things I could be doing right now. It was... Like, I could be going back to Fafnir. I, there's stuff I could be doing right now. Yes. That boss fight in... And it's not even... You don't even have to do it. Right. It's just... Optional. It's like to prove yourself or whatever. Yeah. And that that's how I felt. I was fighting and I kept losing. And I was like, the whole point of this is to like prove yourself. I'm obviously not there. <laughs> like I'm obviously not ready to prove myself. I'm not that point. guy. I'm, I'm not, not that, that guy yet. So not that guy, pal. I, yeah. What am I proving? I'm proving that I don't, I'm not ready. But that's it's what I've proven. It's so satisfying beating that. Yeah. Don't tell me anything about it. It's don't tell me it's satisfying. All right. I'm sure it will be because she's an absolute monster. So I'm ready to like, well, okay, here's what I feel like, especially in God of War. I haven't seen this too much in other games. In God of War, at certain percentages of health, mm-hmm. your enemies will change up their fighting styles. Right. They'll get more desperate. Yes. And other games don't do that. Other games, it's like, okay, they're going to go up, they're going to go down, and then they're going to shoot their power thing. Yep. They're, oh, they're charging up. I know to get behind a rock. They're going to fire, blah, blah, blah. In God of War, they're fighting a certain way, and it's every third. So mm-hmm. the first third of their health, they're going to fight one way. Yep. The second third, they're going to change it up. The, the last third, they're going to berserk on you. They're going to go crazy. They're going to add like three different spins every time they... So you dodge, and then they hit you anyway. Mm-hmm. And that just drives me absolutely bonkers. Yeah. what I think the game that really had me to change like i had to change the way i approach difficulty in games was dark souls see i couldn't even know because i couldn't even touch dark souls because that game to like somebody who's never played it is hard and you have to learn 
attack patterns and when you can dodge and how many times you can attack and when you can attack and where to attack and and you have to learn all of these things to be to beat the game and to get through it yeah. and, and and these those things take a lot of time and they take a lot of repetition and dying to the same thing and screaming at the TV and throwing your controller across the room. Like, that's part of the experience, is experiencing the frustration. And there is just something so triumphant of bashing your head into a brick wall that seemingly was unmovable, but after a hundred attempts, you broke it down. Yep. Maybe that'll be it. Okay, when TikTok is banned, if it is the next social media platform will be based on the games you play. Huh? Video uh, game, social media, anybody? There you go. I don't know if that's been done yet. But yeah, it's like whatever whatever game you're playing, you, you log into the app, you log what game you're currently playing and what, prog- like what progress point you're at. Somebody's going to steal this. And then it immediately, it immediately connects you to other people that are playing that same game and are at the same point that you're at. I think there's a TikTok ad about that. I've seen one that's like dating. Yeah. I've seen that. Do you, which I need, think is, a, do you need a date to play video games with? Yeah. It's like, are you still looking for your player to download stupid app today? I don't know. Not that. Not that, where it's like, oh, yeah, do you want a girl in your lobby? <laughs> Download this app. <laughs> yeah, not that. But, like, you have it on your phone, and you just you just say, like, currently playing God of War. This is the point that I'm at. And boop, 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 boop. And it suggests to you a bunch of other people that you could, like, mm. add as friends. And then you can, like, collaborate on where you're at in the game. Mm. And then you could download or you can upload, like, little clips, like, short-form clips of your gameplay. To like show like what you're currently doing, where you're stuck, how you just you know beat whatever boss. This is genius. And then people could like it, comment on it, give their tips, whatever, repost it. Like it would just be like a social media app, like everything that you would expect from a social media app. But it's just your your. I mean, it would be kind of niche because not everybody plays video games, but it might inspire more people to like get back into playing games because it'd be everything like. Even if you're playing freaking, you know, solitaire, you know, you would just meet those people. Like, those are the people that it would connect you with. There's other people that are playing Minesweeper on their grandma's yellowed PC. <laughs> Windows XP. <laughs> when your brother was on that, that was one thing that I said that was incorrect. I said that I was always a console guy. I wasn't always a console guy. I said that you really got me in a PC game, which is true. Like you, you convinced me to like, like I'm obsessed with Valheim. I freaking love it now. But before I ever even had, like, I had the original PlayStation. I had the first PlayStation ever released. Mm-hmm. I was playing Driver, like before Grand Theft Auto even existed. Mm-hmm. But before I had any of that, yeah, I would go over to my grandma's house, flip on that off-white, yellowed, big old tower monitor, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And I would play whatever she had on there. I'd play Solitaire, Minesweeper. I I was one of the... I would get the discs. There was like the learning games. You'd have like all the like... Oh, wow. The learning... Did you ever play like that Space Pinball? Yeah, oh, 100%. I played Space Pinball. Absolutely. I played another one that was like Tonka... 
it was like the Tonka construction game. And so you would go like building to building and you would like, you know, put up the beams and like build these buildings. So I loved that. Wow. Yeah. So that was before I ever even touched a PlayStation. Mm. And then I touched a PlayStation and I was like, peace. Peace to yeah. the PC. 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 That's the name of the app. That's the name of the app. PC. PC. Oh my gosh. Peace and C. Like yeah. C. Oh my goodness. Trademark. You heard it here first. Docs and Crocs. Don't steal that idea. Don't steal that idea. Oh my God. What an app. What an app. We'll be the we'll be on the on the cover of it. Just ah. Yeah. I'd add you as I'd, I'd add you as a friend. Oh, thanks, man. But I might mute you because you'd be commenting on my poor gameplay way too much. You'd be calling every I'd be I'd be, you know, putting myself, you know, trying to kill a troll and you'd be like, why is your reaction time so slow there, bud? Why aren't you parrying there, bud? What is your what are your you get all those little quips now? Your oh. your parries are slower than a grandma trying to crawl through molasses there, bud. Buddy, I've seen better <laughs> hands on a digital clock. You're softer than a Cinnabon sampler. That's the one. That's yeah. That's so you'd be you'd be bullying me on the app, so I'd have to mute you. But oh. we'd be friends. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or I would be the one posting spoilers to all the games you're playing. That's lame. Because I'd be further along. Maybe we should. Uh, one of the no, I don't think that would work. I don't know if that would work. One of the episodes of the podcast, I should be playing something, and you're just you're just commenting on how terrible it is the whole time. Telling me all the things that I'm doing wrong. That should be a. We'll have to start a separate podcast called Jonathan Bullies Ryan. Bullies Ryan. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, just me on a couch. It was yeah, it'd just be you and I, just be sucking at video games. So yeah, the new app is all about video games. Uh, add PC. me as a friend on there. I'm the hostile apostle. Add me and. Uh, don't be mean. Please don't bully me on my feed. No bullying will be tolerated. Absolutely not. Speaking of bullying, biggest bully of the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the Murdoch mysteries? No. Going back from pop culture, now back to slightly not as current, but current events. The Murdoch mysteries. This was going on from 2019 to yeah. like through like 2021 into this 2022. Mm-hmm. So Alex Murdoch was this prominent lawyer in this small town. And in 2019, his son gets into a boat accident with five other kids, right? He's drinking and boating. He hits a bridge. A girl falls off the boat, disappears, dead. They find her five days later. Whoa. His dad is the most prominent attorney in the area. And like they they have like generations of attorney. Like they own this firm. His grandfather, great grandfather have all sat on the board. They're like big names. Everybody's like, oh, there's nothing's gonna happen here. The kid eventually does get like arrested for this, gets out on bond, is awaiting his trial. His mom and him both get shot to death on their property. And Alex Murdoch, the attorney, calls 911 and is like, my wife and my son have been shot dead. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Super sus. Then 
like a few weeks later, he claims that somebody tried to shoot him on the side of the road while he's changing a tire. Wow. They arrest this other guy because eventually, like he says, like oh, he, like he comes forward. He's like, oh, I hired this guy to shoot me. I, w- I wanted my suicide to look like a murder. That guy's like, definitely not. I actually like, I'm a old long like old relative of his, like distant cousin. I he asked me to come help him change a tire. I wrestled the gun away from him. Um, this is like some mob stuff. Like it's crazy. It's like generate. So then they're they're investigating, right? They're investigating all this stuff, and then they look back and they find it like their housekeeper of twenty years who died like years and years earlier. Like it was ruled as an accident because she was fifty seven and she slipped on the stairs outside and died. And then like at the funeral, Alex Murdoch, this attorney, said to her sons, like, "Hey, you should file a wrongful death suit against me," and so they did. And his insurance company paid out like a $4 million settlement, but it went straight to him. They never saw any of that money. Whoa. So then... There's more, but wait. So then they keep looking into it, and they're like, there might be connections between this family and this other kid that died in like 2015, just found dead on the road that they like said was a cold case. So I, the generations of just like fraud and imbe- so then Alex Alex Murdoch checks himself into a rehab center and is like, hey, actually, I've been on like hardcore narcotics for the past twenty years. I'm gonna go into rehab. And people are like, there's no way you were on hardcore nar- narcotics, and you have like this successful law firm, blah blah blah. I mean, most of the people working on Wall Street are on coke. So. <laughs> Well, I think I think like he checked himself into the to the rehab center to like get out of No, absolutely. Like he's yeah. he's like this powerful lawyer. So he started doing like everything that he needed to do that was like this would be the next thing to try to like discredit the case or like put confusion. So yeah, so his son is drinking and boating and this girl dies. Then his son and the mom both get shot to death. Alex Murdoch tries to frame his own murder. He was eventually tried. He he was tried for the death of his wife and son. Like he killed them. And they wow. said it, it looked like the the wife was killed with like an automatic weapon. And the son was shot multiple times with a shotgun. Jeez. Yeah. So he blasted them to try I guess to just like I have no idea. I'm like, bro, your son. This is Illuminati. Drinking and driving gets this girl killed. You get him. You get him out of trouble, and then you kill him and your wife of like 29 years. Then you try to off yourself. Try to check yourself in a rehab. This is mob, mob stuff. Stinks. Absolute craziness. Organized crime. Right? No, I've I've never seen. I that was like absolutely insane. So, yeah, that's the the Murdoch case. And I guess, yeah, so I guess he was found. But e- even one of the articles I read was, like, he stood trial for the death of his wife and son. But, like, now that he's, like, gone to prison for that, it's, like, what about the years of, like, embezzlement, fraud? Yep. That housekeeper whose, like, estate was not managed well, like, $4 million payout for her ac- for her wrongful death. Where did that money go? Yeah, so this guy went from like prominent attorney and like on the outside had like this perfect, beautiful life 
And then like his whole world comes collapsing, collapsing down. And now they think that one of his other sons might have like bludgeoned this kid like years prior and left him on the side of the road. Yeah. The Murdoch mysteries. So I, it's a show. Go check it out on Netflix. I didn't watch the show. I watched like the 48 hour or the 48 minutes or whatever, the 48 special on it. Yeah. Because I kept seeing it come up on Netflix. You know, they immediately made a documentary about it because that's what we do. We glorify murderers. But uh, they make for good television, I guess. But it's like this crazy thing. And he's like this. He's a pretty weird looking dude. Like when you look at him, Mm -hmm. he's kind of like he's real pale and he's got like real light hair. And when he smiles, it kind of looks like, got your money. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So if you know anything about the Murdoch murders or the Murdoch mystery, not if you know anything about it. I hope you don't know anything. Yeah, please don't Don't, know anything don't have about information about yeah. that. But if you haven't watched it, go watch it and let me know how it is. So in the age of where we see so many documentaries about this thing or that thing, yeah. what's, your, what's your hot take about th- this era of documentaries? So I have I have mixed feelings about that because I think I think that there is a time to draw attention to something. Yes. Like I think that there's there's a time to like, hey, we need to talk about this because people need to know that these things happen or you know, there's like when when it's like cold cases or things that like get popularity. Like if I died and nobody knew how or why or who did it. I would hope that they would like draw more attention to it so that maybe other people would start to care. I think that's the helpful side, the helpful side, because even in the Murdoch mysteries, like all of social media erupted between 2019 and 2021 Mm -hmm. about what was going on and what their thoughts were. And people, you know, do their own investigations. Um, That thing that happened like a year or two ago with that girl and her boyfriend that were traveling across country in that van and she like dies and then they found his body or whatever. All of social media got in on that. Like was like looking at her last social media posts and like things weren't consistent. So I think in that way it's good to draw attention to things. Where I don't think that it's good, one one of the 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 one of the versions of this that I don't think are good are like the show Dahmer about Jeffrey Dahmer. Do you not know who Jeffrey Bro, how do you you're joking. I'm right not now. joking. Is, How do you is, not know who Jeffrey Dahmer is? Is he a serial killer? You you've never heard the name Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm sure I have. No way. Jeffrey Dahmer. There's no way. One of the most notorious. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer was like this good-looking, like sweet-talking dude yeah. who would pick people up like in bars, specifically men. And then he would lure them back to his home and he would like kill them, decapitate them and like keep their body parts. Oh my. Like he would keep their heads and genitals either in a box or in his fridge. He was like a psychopath. Like he would just kill people like all the time. He had killed so many people and like held on to their, and I I heard an interview with him once. This is one of the creepiest interviews that I ever heard. He was doing this interview and, uh, he eventually died in prison, but he was doing an interview before he died, and they were uh, asking him about a time, like when he was going through this, like when he started 
killing me. I think in one of the instances, he still lived with his family. If you can't tell, I have a cold. Um, that's why I sound like this. But in one of the instances, I think he still lived with his family. And his he was out, and his dad found a box under his bed. Like a locked box. Oh, right, right. And his father assumed that this was like his, like, you know, porno magazine stash or whatever. Right. And so he he didn't open it, like, out of respect of his privacy. Like, he asks his dad, like, or his dad asks him, like, hey, can we talk about this? What was in the box was the head and the genitals of a man that he had killed. But because his dad respected his privacy... And was like, hey, like, let's talk about this when you get home. Jeffrey went home, took the box, p- dumped it into like a trash can and poured like some acid over it or something. Or like set it on fire and got rid of the evidence. And then put like nudie magazines in the box and like, quote unquote, came clean to his dad. And was like, yeah, like this and this. And he was like, oh, okay. So they just had like a normal heart to heart about it. But really he was like covering up the fact that he was an absolute psychopath. That's Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, the biggest thing about it was that because he was, like, attractive and a very smooth talker, his the, the publicizing of his trial was, like, the most viral thing. And, like, all these women were, like, in love with him. Everybody was, like, coming forward. Like, people would, like, pick it outside the courthouse. And they were, like, trying... Because he was just so, like... For some reason, he was like this heartthrob. And so all these women would be like, he's innocent and blah, 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 blah. And like his his trial was televised. Like it was this whole thing. This was like back in the 80s, I think. The 70s or the 80s. I see. And he was like, yeah, like a heartthrob on TV. It was like if Pedro Pascal got arrested and everyone would be like, he didn't do it. That's pretty much what this was. Got it. So anyway, horrible person. Cut people up, ate them sometimes, craziness. So they made a show about him. Like, not a documentary, but like a show. Like a series about it. And, like, the main character is that one guy who's been in, like, a bunch of other movies. He played, um... He was in, uh... X-Men. The guy who was in X-Men as, as uh, Quicksilver or whatever... You know when he has the goggles? You remember the 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 scene in X-Men when like the the house is going to blow up, but he runs in and he saves everybody and brings them outside. You know what I'm talking about? I don't think I've seen that one. Anyway, that anyway. actor plays Jeffrey Dahmer. And that's where I think I'm like, "No, don't do that. Don't that's not cool." Like don't make him the main character in his own show. Right. Like I think if you make a documentary, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, draw attention to a cold case, get more people to look into it, think about it, care about it. But don't don't make a a show glorifying the murderer. Yeah, where there's like probably the, like their family members are still alive. Yeah, and like they're they're on Netflix scrolling through, and it's like top ten trending in the U.S. right now. Dahmer, and you're like, are you kidding me? That's horrendous. Don't do that. That's not a show I'm going to be watching. So it's a balance. I think it's a balance. I think if you're drawing attention to a cold case and trying to get people to care about it, make the documentary. If you're just glorifying 
a killer for ratings, that's seedy. Like if somebody came to me and was like, hey, will you play the Zodiac killer in this series? And we're going to like, but you're like the main, because there was a Zodiac killer movie. But the Zodiac Killer wasn't the main character of the movie. Mm -hmm. It was like the other characters and it was like the story around, you know, what happened. And, you know, allegedly they never figured out who it was. So in that movie, you know, it is. It's like draws people's attention back to it. Like, man, who was that? Yeah. But if they were just like, yeah, like we're going to like dig into the Zodiac Killer's life and like make the audience kind of like him. No, don't do that. That's a bad idea. So I think some people like on TikTok, we got some hate even for talking about the Zodiac Killer. Oh, my gosh. Because they were like, you guys comments. are just trying to get views and clout. And I was like, no, I'm just telling a story. This is a true story. <coughs> this is something that really happened to me. And I'm just telling the story. But yeah, I think if you're like, yeah, let's make a whole series about, I don't know. Let's make a series about the 9-11 blah, blah, blah. And we're, you know, the main character is the guy that flew the plane and blah, blah, blah. That's terrible. That's not a good idea. That's bad television. Again, I think when you're watching something, it should transport you somewhere and tell a story that like takes you out of reality. That's my that's my hot take. And we've come full circle, ladies and gentlemen. We have come full circle. Thanks for thanks for coming along for the for the whole circumference. For the whole <laughs> circumference. <laughs> Exit's going to be to your right. You're going to pass the gift shop. <laughs> Buy one of our t-shirts. Guess Goofy's weight, win a prize. <laughs> Guess the Zodiac Killer's height, win a prize. Win a prize. Win a prize. Anyway, yeah, that's my take on that. So yeah, TikTok ban, Murdoch murders. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey da I don't know how you don't know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. Like that blows my mind. So there's, there's documentaries on Jeffrey Dahmer and then there's the series Dahmer. I suggest you go watch one of the documentaries. Got it. And I think you'll be flabbergasted. Because it took a while. Like, it took a while for them to be like, yeah, he's he's 100% the bad dude in this situation. Because hmm. there was so much confusion around it. Because women were, like, swooning over him. And everybody was trying to defend him. And he's, like, smiling in court. And, like, he was, like, a celebrity for a time. But he was a bad, spooky dude. He's a, he's a bad apple. Apparently, bad he egg. would... Um, apparently, he would, he would lure... He would tell people that he was a photographer and he would lure people back to his apartment and then he would like hit them over the head. There was one guy in particular that got away from him and tells his story and Jeffrey had him like tied up in his bedroom and would make him watch The Exorcist like repeatedly, like force him to watch it. That's those memes. I don't know if you've seen the memes with the guy holding the knife and he's like pointing at the TV. And there's like a thing playing on the TV, but it's green screen, so you can put whatever you want on there. Mm -hmm. And that's from the show Dahmer. But that's like based on real, like what he would actually do. And he would talk about how that's how he would like reawaken the evil in himself or whatever. Because he would just like watch The Exorcist and like get himself in the mm. in the zone to be evil. That's very unsettling. Seriously. And this one guy like kept like playing on his emotions like, hey, you, you know, you're a good guy. You don't want to do that. Like we're friends. We're friends. Like I'm your friend. And he eventually got away from him. Like he like took an opportunity. He like used the bathroom or something and then hit him over the head and got out of there. Something like that. And that's like eventually how he got like caught, I think, is that like that guy went to the. But before that, yeah, he was just cutting people up. Hmm. 
I'm like keeping their heads in his fridge, in his apartment. That's the only way to get ahead in life. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so look into that. You need to learn about Jeffrey Dahmer. I can't believe uh, that's just because there's certain things that we just think everybody knows, and then they just don't. So I wonder what else. I wonder what I don't know. That's what. That's the real question. Whenever you talk to somebody, they don't know something. What do you not know that you just don't know? You don't know. Mm, blind spot. You might not know that Docs and Crocs is the hottest podcast on Spotify and Apple. In Ecuador. And the hottest comedy podcast in Ecuador. So if you don't know, now you know, my friend. My friend. So make sure that everybody else knows as well. Make sure that you're sharing Docs and Crocs everywhere that you possibly can. Follow us on Spotify. Spotify, Apple. Podcasts. Uh, share it on your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook. And then go ahead and share it on the, uh, what's what did we call the app? PC. PC. Go ahead and share Docs and Crocs on PC, the new gaming social media app that's going to replace TikTok, TikTok once it's banned. Once it's banned. So, yeah, share us everywhere, and uh, we love you. Anybody who jumped into the live, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, this was an experiment just to see who, uh, what kind of traction we could gain there. Uh, maybe next time we'll go live on TikTok because that's where a lot of our a lot of our followers are. So, love you guys. Thank you for joining us. I'm Docs. I'm Crocs. And we'll see you next time. See ya.